This is Fred Foy Strang, and welcome to Moment for Mission. Got a great treat today. I am on vacation with my family and had an idea for a pretty neat podcast, which is coming up. Have you ever heard of Zeus? He had a bunch of daughters who are the muses in Greek mythology, and they are in charge of the arts and music and beauty. Today, I thought we would talk about that with a group of amazing artists who happen to be part of my family. But first, we have to have a Fred Foy fact. We, last years, have had a family vacation all together, and we still are friends. (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're relatives. We can't help that. But we're still friends. We have a great time. We eat a lot of good seafood, go deep sea fishing, enjoy the beach, uh, maybe have something to drink here and there, and um, play games and just have a good time. So that's what we do on our family vacation. So today, I have with us, on Moment for Mission, an assembly of some folks in my family, and I just thought we would talk about this idea of inspiration and mission. We all have a life mission, and we all have a mission or a vision or an idea for even a specific project that we're working on. It doesn't have to be the, the whole of life. It can be just a piece of our lives or a piece of a project that we're working on. And I got the idea the other day when we were coming on this trip that, gosh, Almost everyone in our family group has an artistic thing going on. We've got here at the table uh, a makeup artist, uh, a, a writer, a um, couple of fine artists, uh, graphic artists, a couple of photographers, musicians. How does inspiration come to you, and how does vision come to you, and then how does it also drive you or get you through of whatever you're doing. Part of our vision or mission or inspiration or trajectory in life is getting from A to B. How do you get there in whatever you're doing and whatever you're involved with? I think what really helps me is talking out an idea. So I'll get a little tiny, you know, just a flash of an idea and then uh, I will sit on the back porch with my and we talk it out, you know, and Mike has a little thing to add to the idea that, you know, comes from him that's not where I was going, and then that leads me to another, gets the idea a little further, and then we just we just talk it out until the idea gets huge and exciting, and then we can't stop talking about it. Yeah, that, that's, a, yeah that's a good thing to bring up and to start with, is like the, uh, the coupled life has been really beneficial for both of our yeah, uh, true. output. Well, yeah, the more you sequester yourself to depend on an idea, the more it's only going to relate to you. What inspires me, because every logo and every brand is a completely different person who I'm designing for. The company each has its own, you know, individual personality or feel, and so that kind of is a huge bedrock for inspiration of, okay, what is this going to feel like or look like based on who it's tailored for? Working with that person and getting that feedback and back and forth to kind of curate a look that's both meaningful for other people coming at the brand, but also uh, represents the person or or business well. Where do you get ideas to be inspired to make the stuff you make? It's crazy. You know, I don't know. Experiences, people. I think we're all artists. I think we all draw inspiration from different things. And 
you know, whether it be something small or big or a person or a thing, uh, you know, you just sometimes you just have to take a break and think about it and, and just come up with your own way of doing things sometimes. Sometimes I just like to be creative and just yeah. think something different, something new, something things that might not go together, but then and then they, they do and taste good. So part of what I did the last couple of years was I had started my own photography and kind of videography business for real estate to focus on a income-based business using an art medium, um, which wasn't necessarily where I wanted to, I guess, put my personal artistic influence, but it was a great way to get into a business where you were making money using a style of art. During that time, it was interesting to, to kind of see what people wanted and how they, they expected things a certain way, even though they may not have been your particular artistic style, may not have been how you envisioned how certain things would look, but that's what they wanted. So it was just kind of a, all right, this is what you want. This is what I'll give you. Do I do something extra to kind of fulfill that gap where I feel like this should be? And also see if they wanted that as well, or if that was better for them, or if it was just, no, I need to balance time, money, and the artistic side, and just put it all into one place. And so that was kind of a challenge of between, how do I balance all those things into making it my art, but also something that this client wants, and then where do I put my artistic purpose Thankfully, I, ha I have a little bit of music, too, um, musical abilities, so I, I'm able to... I've got a lot of custom and uh, personal pieces of music that I've, I've made, um, which uh, has been an artistic outlet. You know, I came into the company. It was just to, to play around with some makeup, which in itself is fun because when a person feels good about themselves on the outside... It really affects how they feel on the inside also. It just makes such a difference. You know, I would have an elderly person sit down and she'd say, <clears throat> well, there's just nothing you can do with me. You know, I'm, there's just nothing you can do with me. And by the time we got through the makeup and she'd look in the mirror, I mean, her shoulders would lift up and she'd just have a whole other look about her. And it was really fun. That's good to have visual, visual cues in your space, creative spaces. I have a little bulletin board that I'll write goals that I had on for the, for the week or the month, that kind of helps. Uh, 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 my architectural design or spatial design, I'd say, I listen to what y'all are saying, I do all that stuff about getting all the input in from other people and um, discussing it and getting ideas. I think, however, that the uh, doorway to the creativity, at least for me, is subconscious mind, so I count all those things as just like pieces of stuff I throw in there. Well, the thing about the subconscious mind is everything you've ever thought about thinking about is in there and you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not just, it's not just you want a front door on the side and a garage and back. I mean, it's, uh, uh, so for me, I, I find I get a lot of inspiration by um, programming or telling, kind of, it's not programming, telling your mind what you want to think about when you go to bed so you dream about it. Like I, I dream, instead of counting sheep, I lay out my visual problem or thing I'm trying to make look better, and then I go to sleep, and then when I wake up, sometimes I actually think of wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, I wake up, hey, I got it. <laughs> and then the 
other times I'll wake up in the morning, I'll just go in there, I'll start drawing, and what, what you can do is you can draw and kind of like daydream and draw at the uh -huh. same time, so you're doing muscle memory. Yeah. And so I'm starting off doing something, and then I'll forget what I'm doing, and I'll just start doing it, and oh, oh, I see where we're going with this. You know, and there uh -huh. it is, wow, and it just uh -huh. came out as a subconscious mind. Uh -huh. Truth be told, working wood was my creative outlet most of my life. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes. True. Uh, inspiration for art, I guess it would be hard, but sometimes it's, it can be anything, mm. you know, from horror to wonderment, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nothing or in between. Or. It's, so it's, sometimes the end of the stylus of the brain have little to do with each other, I think, you know, it's, it's sort of, it's like that automatic, in fact, that's where you, I, you, I think you strive to get is that sort of psychedelic zen-like spot when you're drawing where you aren't thinking at all, that there is no thought going on, that it's all just paper and yeah. pen and whatever motion yeah. is happening. I, I think that's true. inspiration, I, I got no idea. I kind of agree with what you're saying. I don't even think I believe in inspiration. I just clock yeah. in. Yeah, you know? it's kind of, yeah. It's just kinda. the luxury of having time. You've gotten there through experience, though, and you've, gotten, you've been able to get the effort out of the way. Like the forcefulness of it, and so if that's why it's effortless to you, because I think that's a common thing when you're new to making any kind of art is you're making what you think you're supposed to make, or yeah, for others, and it's like this this effort that's on top of what you're really trying to say. That's mm -hmm. like that kind of clouds what, yeah, what, you know what I mean. And then once you get that effort out of the way, it becomes effortless. It's like athletics or anything else. It's just once you get the muscle memory or the the thoughts out of the way when yeah. you're creating the focus because any kind of art is kind of a hyper-focused meditation type thing. And yeah, so absolutely. once you get that, once you get the thoughts and the, and the, what is everybody going to think of this? And you know, what does this mean? Like just get all that out of the way. Then you just create. Giving yourself the space and the time is all it takes. Like I, I clock in, like even when I know that I'm not going to get paid for a piece for like several months, I still clock in as though I'm going into like any job. You know, I wake up early and I and I go to the room where I do all the work and I stop at the same time every day because I know I'm going to have wasted like three days out of each week when all is said and done. So you have to like overwork. And eventually you'll be able to like peel away all the crap and all the extraneous stuff and get to what you meant to do. One of the things I'm trying to do Cass, is encourage people to take time to ponder and pursue their important things in their life, their mission or their vision or whatever you want to talk about it. And I, I feel like so many people don't take good time to really think or be creative or focus on important things. And you were just saying, you know, you got to give the time mm -hmm. and maybe there's a lot of time in there that nobody sees the result of, but... Thank God. It, yeah, but... <laughs> but, but what you did produce had, had a, neat, a, a value, a higher value because of it yeah. uh, to you and maybe to other people. And there's something to be said about doing something that may be very hard work that you just commit yourself to do well mm -hmm. and to do yeah. honorably or whatever. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be your own sort of user inspiration or art in what you do. The beauty of working was to, you know, I had to do it, but, it, but to, you get to a level where you can... You can, it's actually a creative, it is art. And you know, I was a very, very young mother. My most, 
important thing that I ever did was to raise three wonderful sons. And all of the years, it never occurred to me that I was setting any kind of goals. I was just taking a day at a time and doing what I thought was the most important thing during that day. My point is that I just lived each day at a time doing what I love most, you know, taking care of my, my children. Well, and that's, a, that's the beautiful thing about a, a mission or a vision or an inspiration that's so deep that you don't necessarily know. It's just part of who you are. It, it yeah. becomes who you are, and you were that. So but, as a, that's who a, I a am. book that's... artist or a fun artist or a woodworker or a graphic artist or a tattoo artist or a, a, a design, home designer, whatever it is that we are on that gives us joy and pleasure and brings... Uh, beauty and wonderment to the world, it's kind of who we become and live into. The big thing that Grandma Jean is saying is one of her muses and her inspirations is her children. I think that being a mother or a father is just another way of expressing and influencing a individual's life through, instead of maybe photography, art, or something, but just how you're raising, how you're contributing to a person's life, how you're influencing another person to become someone who you hope to eventually be better than yourself. I think that that's a, a key inspiration for a lot of people, is the fact that they have brought some new life into the world that they're able to influence in a way that they can hope to see make better, like a better change in the world that we live in. Somebody who's going to take on chances, maybe have a different perspective on something that's going to influence even more people than just the one person that you're having that interaction with. Well, one more thought on the idea of muse and creativity and inspiration and how it drives us. What happens when you lose the muse? What happens when you you don't have the inspiration? What happens when it's like just not there and you, you don't know where you're going or don't know what you're going to draw or photograph or write or hopefully not be at the poise of making a tattoo on somebody and not know what it is? But I mean, what do you do when you absolutely don't have it anymore? What do you do and how do you get it back or what do you... Well, you know, what do you do when that happens? Let's draw more. Yeah, that's what it is. Sleepy cry. Sleepy cry. Black and depressed. Kind of wait it out. I don't know. It's kind of... It's kind of Read like, art and fear. Exactly. It's kind of like the other side of the muse itself is just kind of like this lull for me. It's like, you know, I know it's going to... That's part of part of the muse for me. It's kind of like sometimes not being inspired and no, like drawing inspiration from that moment of nothingness. <laughs> but like Chad said, you, you still keep making more art. Yeah, like it's not you, it's not that you just stop. Well, you know, kind of just like fake it until you make it. You yeah. know, just when I'm speaking a lot every week, you have to produce a 20 minute speech. You, it's your job. You're going to pay for it. There are 500 people coming to hear this sermon, this speech you've made. Well, what if you don't feel it? Well, people are still coming. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta produce something. Right, you know, it's reruns. Re, you know, and yeah. reruns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. reruns. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes you do have to. Well, the choices are: I've hear, heard, stop. You can't do anything else, or keep doing what you're doing. It may not be your best work, but you just keep going. Or, gosh, I gotta push through this because there's a deadline, or there's an expectation, or you know, those are. Definitely way different options of proceeding. 
that's been great to have everybody with us today and we're just thankful for a chance to talk about mission and vision and how the muse and art and uh, can inspire us to be something maybe beyond ourselves and on occasion and make an impact for good um, for this world that we live in. This is is Dr. Fred Foystrang. I'm so thankful you're joining me here today, and we will see you next time on Moment for Mission. Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.